Hello, hello, hello. The bell has rung, and welcome once again to the Dr. Digital Podcast. Another great episode coming your way. Thanks for listening in. Let's get started. Chapter 17, In the Best Interests of the Children. A pediatrician and a court-appointed shrink say a child can be left alone. So they won't do anything? Exactly. Anne has apparently taken Kitchen's words to heart. How so? Katrin told me she is not left alone on vacation, but was babysat by the Diaz kid. Isn't she a kid herself? A year older than Katrin. I saw her. She looks it. So a small child is watched by a child. I'm afraid so. But if I can argue that the vacation is not really a vacation, then I think I should be able to petition for a custody trial, I told Sally. She was at the Hots next door. <laughs> Some vacation. Katrin was at the Johnsons as well. They live a block away. Did you see Katrin? I had no contact whatsoever during the so-called vacation. She didn't get out, did she? Katrin did go to a couple of local amusement parks. I have no contact with Katrin. In what way? The last contact was when Katrin was physically at home last Wednesday. Any order we've agreed to is irrelevant. The order of the day appears to be Anne's whims. I didn't think the law could be manipulated like this. Sally's phone dialing beeped and sounded out a familiar phone number to me. Uh-oh. Deborah, I thought that in Philadelphia you had a vicious reputation for going for the juggler. What are you doing about Katrin's situation and what do you recommend? Whether this is a catfight or a discussion of attorney tactics, I'm not sure, but they had my attention. I can do nothing until a hearing. It seems unbelievable to me that my brother loses at every opportunity. Please be advised that the law here does not operate in a vacuum. It seems as though Anne has a much more effective attorney. Bill is a worthwhile adversary. You were the one with the reputation. Bill is highly regarded here as well. I can't understand why the courts in Pennsylvania seem to be so one-sided. It's as though they look at the father as the one with money, but no emotions. Sally, no one said anything about fathers in general. This case is about your brother and Anne, and until we get to court, we're stuck with the old order. No one talks openly about fathers and children in PA, but it doesn't mean these abysmal conditions don't exist. How many fathers are actually awarded physical custody in Chesterfield County? We have a conciliator's hearing scheduled for property issues and disposition. Paul, I'm due in court myself. Deborah, tell my brother what he needs to do. Bye. I piped in. I'm not out to reform PA, but I do hear the best interest of the child all the time. After literally years of kidnapping, removing from school, concealing a child, using Katrin as a pawn, and being divorced from my child, I haven't seen Katrin's best interest advocated yet. One step at a time. I'll settle for improving Katrin's life. Let me know what you need. Anne picked Katrin up Sunday, but Katrin called crying at 7.57 p.m. that she missed me. Next stop, we have the conciliator's hearing. Why not court? We ask to reverse the present custody circumstances or we walk. The conciliator is next. Don't waste time and resources. I went to a conciliator before and our child was taken out of her home. Now I want her to return home or this conciliation is a waste of time. Paul, this is not a trial, but back to the conciliator. If Katrin tells the master she wants to be home, can they order it? I will only subject Katrin to this stuff that will help. She told Maple and Kitchen and they didn't care. If you want Katrin there, pick her up from school and bring her. Can you estimate the time needed the hearing will take? Do you have an idea? This is about one and a half hour. 
the master will have to talk to her. We will get past this matter and get the case to a real trial, and then we will get all the witnesses. How can this help? Now, I mean. Under the Chesterfield County system, you go to the conciliator after the psychiatrist's report is received, but before they let you see the judge. Yeah, but how does this help Katrin? If Katrin speaks to the conciliator, it should make some influence. Upon the appointed day, I pick Katrin up at school. Star, are you ready? And as I got her to the conciliator's hearing, she responded, You bet, Daddy. I hung on to Big Afghan all last night for good luck, just for today. You are very brave. Just then, the elevator opened up. Here comes the lady I told you about. Well, hello. You must be Katrin. What do you have there? This is my book. Oh, I spy. My chick grandchildren love these. Let's see what we can find. I can't find the cat. Katrin said, tracing her fingers over the dog-eared family court book, greasy from too many hamburger hands. Deborah pinched up her nose at the book, but not at Katrin. From down the hallway, hearing, What is my daughter doing here? Anne popped around the corner, shushed by Selina. Let's go inside, Bill ushered Anne into the adjacent hearing room. As the master hears the commotion, he calls us into the conciliation room. Katrin supplied as she is with her favorite books is fine for the time being with the family court attendant. Paul has no right bringing Katrin here, Anne stated. We object to the child missing school. This is indicative of the father's lack of responsibility, Bill added. As you can see from the psychological record, the child in question objects to the current confined situation, Deborah objected. You are about out of time since I've read the reports. I don't see this situation the same. I am not prepared today to accept the child's testimony, the master said. We are simply asking that you hear the child out, Deborah stated. The mother has not agreed. There will be no testimony heard today. I suggest you go to court if you so desire, the master concluded. Summarily dismissed and on the drive back to school, I can only offer paltry suggestions as to the why the courts ignore her requests. I'm sorry, Angel, they're not listening to you today to get you home, but I will push for a hearing with the judge. Okay, Daddy, do what you can, Katrin said, and I gave her a good squeeze before releasing her back to the school. Daddy, I miss you. I miss my baby, too. This is an unusual situation. You know that, don't you? Yes, Daddy. I drove home to find that someone had poured a wet, sticky substance all over my mailbox. I looked down the street and saw Selena smirk from her driveway. She waved at me in an extravagant manner. Some influence? Why won't they listen to Katrin? I asked Deborah once I reached her by phone. This is a necessary step on the way to the full court hearing. If you think contempt is in order, I'm all for it. Before a custody trial, you need extensive documentation. Okay, in the meantime, I'd like to know if Katrin can stay overnight on Wednesday instead of the restrictive 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. that Anne skips or limits to less than three hours. Why? When can Katrin visit, uh, stay over with you next time? Damn it, Deborah, I'm not a monkey in a zoo. She does not only visit. Paul, you are misstating what I said. I did not say Katrin can only visit. I asked when you were going to see her next. Sorry if I misunderstood you, but I did hear the word when you asked when Katrin is coming by. This child was taken from her home, she had no choice whatsoever, and she was withdrawn from her school, and she had no choice whatsoever. Not surprising given Anne's vagabond lifestyle with Selena, is it? Even the ever-insightful kitchen picked up the fact that Katrin is scared and frightened at Anne's apartment and when Selena leaves her. You don't need to recite the issues. Apparently I do. 
Your boy Kitchen isn't sharp enough to figure out that Catron is dumped by Selena and discarded, in spite of the fact that I am readily available. Paul. Kitchen authorized leaving Catron alone. It's disgusting. Shall we do a contempt petition? Did you get my fax? The one with a California address change that came in the mail for an Ann Doe? I got it. I'm concerned that Ann will split for California again. I take it that the tough words to Bill about abuse and kidnapping have no substance behind them. She is not running. Katrin has every moral right in the world to have two caring parents in her life. Even if Pennsylvania law is a toothless tiger, I will not compromise on this point. The law is not the enemy. Katrin will grow up knowing that her father is not a deadbeat and I did everything possible to take care of her despite the ineffectiveness of PA law. The task at hand is to move for a contempt motion. I know my place for a father, i.e. not a man, much less a person, to walk the gauntlet of family court is what the KKK described as an N-word strolling into 1950s Selma, Alabama. Not only am I in the wrong place, but I rile the judge because I had the effrontery to whistle at a white woman. I get the greeting expected. Don't expect justice or due process. The outcome is clear. The decision is never in doubt. I just know you are still seeing a shrink. Kitchen documented Anne's contempt of the court in his report. Contempt is a shoe-in. Anne admitted violating the Wednesday Times at home, skipped an entire Wednesday twice, late consistently, most importantly, Anne missed Friday evenings for Catron's dance class. Moreover, I've documented how late Anne is. In fact, she didn't show up until 6.58 p.m. instead of 5.30 p.m. as the order states last Friday. The lack of ongoing contact is important. And the court ordered calls? Anne discussed the lack of calls in Kitchen's report against having Catron call twice a day, which the order requires and Anne agreed to. This is possibly actionable. I can refer you to my assistant for the research. I swear I heard a sigh of relief from Deborah to get rid of me. I have no confidence whatsoever that the legal system can help Catron, but I'll defer to your judgment here. I'm for anything that helps Catron live as normal a life as possible. Deborah's assistant got on the line to clarify issues. I need to understand both the schedule and Anne's failure to comply in order to draft this petition. What do you need to know? It is not clear to me whether you see Catron every weekend or every other weekend. Further, I want to make sure that I understand your allegations with respect to the alleged vacation. Seems clear enough. No, is it your position that because they didn't go away, you should have had your normal custody days and phone calls with Catron? I only see her every other weekend. I should have normal physical custody parenting days, and I don't receive phone calls twice a day per the order requires. Deborah suggested I call at 6.30 p.m., one of the court-ordered times, and I tried calling from March to the beginning of vacation time in August. There was no answer usually, and no calls were returned. I actually talked to Katrin three times this way. I averaged one brief call, hi, hello, I miss you, message every two to three days. We can try to move on this basis then. I'd like to try whatever I can because it seems that any time I get anything legal near it, I lose. What does Depa recommend regarding seeing mom and friend? Is this a present contempt issue, a part of custody, or doesn't the judge care? I take it Deborah was annoyed enough and listening in because she popped in to say, contempt? No, we'll have a full custody hearing at which time Dr. Kitchen will be a witness and will be subject to cross-examination. 
How about serving subpoenas? Catron is incommunicado for nearly a week, for days and then nights at John's, a dad of one of Catron's classmates. I spoke with him, and he referred me back to Anne. He would neither confirm nor deny how long Catron lived there. Anne was in the hospital for a procedure, but I didn't know or have access to Catron. Catron told me about it once I reached her. That speaks to the issue of concealment. I'd say we should call Mr. Davis in. And can Ms. Weverly be subpoenaed? The out-of-state incident? Yes. When I got the change of address form, Catron called and said she was in Maryland. For how long and for what reason, of course, she is too young to know. Ms. Waverly dropped her off at Selena's, and she was considerably late, as I recall. Nearly 8 p.m. by the time Selena dropped Catron off, and the order states I get Catron after school, or 3.15. Let's invite her as well. This sounds like a party. I'd like the Irish dance teacher as well. Catron should be home, and I wait for the drop-off from Anne so I can take Catron to class, but the teacher can testify that Anne had Catron. The other two should be enough. Deborah, are you sure? But she was off already. Sorry, Paul, her assistant chimed in. Deborah wants this done by 5 p.m. There is a deadline to file to get on the docket. I can finish this in time only if we act quickly. Okay, I called the dance teacher four times before she finally called me back to see if Catron was there when Anne violated the order four times on Friday nights. Deborah is not recommending that they be subpoenaed. We don't have time. I don't know. Catron told me the San Jacintos called Anne to pick her up after being left on what was supposedly the vacation. Catron was dumped there while Anne partied with Selena. Interesting that when Anne has Catron on vacation, she is not interested in her. Mr. Theus, I can only do what Deborah tells me. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I just can't get the image of Catron out of my mind. Know what she told me last time when I tucked her in? No, what? I had her big Afghan. Snuggled it up to her like I always did, and her eyes welled up. I asked what was wrong, and she said nothing. She is home, and her eyes have tears of joy. Sniffling back a bit, Deborah's assistant paused. I'm sorry, Mr. Theus. Sometimes my job gets to me. I understand. Say, do I know you? Your voice sounds familiar. Actually, yes, this is Rose. We met at Calursa Barton's practice. Clarissa is consulting on some cases of Deborah, and I am assisting. Oh, of course. The day it rained, inside her office. Rose chuckled a bit at the joke and seemed relieved to me from the sound of her reaction. I heard her take a deep breath. Can I put in a statement by Catron? We can add Catron's statement only if you are prepared to have Catron testify about these issues. I won't pressure her since she is not ready to go back after the conciliator ignored her wishes. Then we shouldn't add her statement at this time. If Catron is not ready to testify, then I will be filing the petition without additional allegations included. Let's go one step at a time. People don't seem to hear her when she speaks up. Upon the appointed day, my subpoenaed guest and I appeared in court. You are dismissed, Mrs. Theus. Step down. Anne, startled by the interruption, froze. She sat on the witness stand till coaxed down by Bill's arm gestures and motions. This is not contempt, but this situation is contemptible, the judge intoned. Deborah reached over and softly squeezed my left forearm. I didn't dare breathe. Mother complains that father does not take daughter to dance class, but it turns out she is in Maryland. Week after week, the father is not taking the daughter to dance, but there is one key problem. Mother does not drop daughter off so father can take her to dance class. The judge laced into Anne. I wonder how often this display occurs in court. 
and father. Oh, God. I clutched at my pen. I had not stopped to make any more notes. He claims to want their daughter and petitions the court for a redress of issues, yet he presents no conclusive evidence whatsoever that Mrs. Theus has the child violating the order on Friday nights. The deadline we missed bit me in the ass. Damn. Simply put, we have a mother and father who did not communicate. Mother could agree to a couple of nights with the father a month, but she says no. She does agree the child can be with the father nights the child requests it. Mother has the child, but then often the child is not with her father while the father is available. The parents have a child in common, and they need to start communicating. Mother is often traveling around, but she could call the father. There is no evidence of any wrongdoing. It's a he said, she said situation. Of course, I'm thinking, but how is this related to the issues of contempt? I'm ordering both parties to get cell phones, so wherever they are, they can communicate and take place with communicating. Deborah stood stiffly next to me after releasing my arm. You two have the special privilege of raising a child, and you need to start working together. I'm sickened by this display of insensitivity to a child. I want you all out of my courtroom. And with that, the judge stood up, and we all scrambled to our feet out of respect. Deborah pulled me outside, hushed me with a finger to her lips, and got us outside to sequester me in a private secluded doorway. Deborah stood with the chiseled words, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, directly over her head where she stood. I've never seen a judge do that before. I didn't think that was standard procedure. No, that speech was unique. Get that cell pronto. Don't annoy this judge. What do you expect? You know I will. But where does this leave us? Depose Anne. You mean a deposition? This is Mick, the Doctor of Digital, signing off. Mick, as in Jagger, except he's got more money. Mick, the Doctor of Digital, signing off. The Doctor of Digital, like cotton candy for your ears, Deus Volt.